For a scripture reading, we first read from Luke chapter 24, and then we'll read part of John chapter 20. Luke chapter 24, the last chapter of the book of Luke. Start reading at verse 31. This is when Jesus had appeared to the two that were on the road to Emmaus. And we pick up when their eyes were opened and they knew him in verse 31. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures and they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them saying the Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon and they told what things had been what were done in the way and how he was known of them in the breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled, and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of an honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And then now we turn to the book of John. And we read starting at verse 18. 
that had been speaking about Jesus appearing to Mary Magdalene. And we pick up at verse 18. John chapter 20, verse 18. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they were remitted unto them. And whoso, whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord, and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. So far we read from the Holy Scriptures tonight. And the text, which we'll not reread, are those verses 26 through 29, which we just read. Dearly beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, as we consider this, this narrative and of what Thomas said about how he would not believe, 
On the one hand, we need to see that that was his, the, the fault in that and that Jesus spoke and said to him, be not faithless, but believing. A few things with regard to that. It is good for us to remember with regard to the resurrection of the body that Jesus' resurrection was different than resurrections that had happened in the past. Not that there were many of them. Of course, we read of some in the Old Testament. And we read of those that were performed by Christ, such as the raising of Lazarus from the dead. So there were a number of them. There were a number of times when somebody had been raised from the dead, very recently, as a matter of fact, with regard to Lazarus. So they were aware of that, that Jesus had raised certain people from the dead. And yet those resurrections were different from Jesus' resurrection. There was a, there was a distinction. There was a distinction in the fact that those, pe- those who were raised, such as Lazarus, Lazarus returned to this life. And when he was raised from the dead, he returned back to this life again. That was not the case with Jesus. And that that was evident from the fact that the disciples here are testifying that they were in the room, the doors are locked, and then they see him. And there's a difference. How is it the case that they're in a locked room and all of a sudden they can see him? Or with the two on the road to Emmaus, that they see him and then then they don't. That it was not a return to this life. And of course, another difference, another key difference was the fact that Jesus Jesus had raised himself. Well, with Lazarus, Jesus had called, said, Lazarus, come forth. And he was raised, and Jesus spoke those words. But with Jesus' resurrection, Jesus raised himself. But that leads us then to another point. On the one hand, this resurrection was, was different. But another point is this, that Jesus had said he would be raised from the dead. So it's important as we look at this, not only to think of the fact that the women told the disciples that they had seen him and what they had heard from the angels, and not only the fact that they had heard that Peter had seen him, and then we read that the disciples telling Thomas that they had seen him, Not only was that the case, that there were these eyewitnesses who had seen him, but also that Jesus himself had said this would happen. And that they were to believe the words that Jesus had spoken. They were to believe what Jesus had said to them. And 
And so are you and I to believe what the Word of God says. There's words, you know, in the Scriptures we have words of correction. Slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And it's important for us to apply this to ourselves, that there's times when there's times when we're doubting. There's times when we're fearing. There are times when we're worried. We know we shouldn't fear. God says, fear not. You know, God says, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, come pour out our heart to God, or to go to God. And yet we see that we do worry, that we do, that we do fear. We don't have perfect faith. You think of the man that said, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And so when we think of the, and when our mind is directed tonight to the, the doubting uh, of Thomas, we, and, the, and the, the words that Jesus spoke to him, we, we think of words that are spoken also to us. But also we look at this history from the point of view of how Thomas made the confession that he did. And that we see that Jesus speaks to him and Thomas makes this confession. And our mind is directed to how God works in us faith. The Spirit, the Spirit of Christ works faith in us. As, it, as the Spirit did in, in Thomas, that Thomas made this confession that Jesus is his Lord. Not only that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus is God. And he says not only that Jesus is Lord and God, but Jesus is my Lord. He's my God. By the grace of God, Thomas made that confession of faith. So we consider this passage under the theme, appearing to the disciples with Thomas. We consider, first of all, the, the doubting. Secondly, the appearance. And thirdly, the, the faith. When we look at the different gospel Narratives, and it, it is quite striking with regard to this event, the event of the resurrection, how when you study the resurrection, you keep looking at the different parallel accounts because they're quite different from one another. Where in some cases, the, the stories are, are more similar in the places where they, where they appear uh, in the parallel accounts. Uh, and there's often differences. But here, here when in, the, in this case, with regard to the resurrection narrative, it's, it's quite striking. Now, there are those that have said they can't be harmonized. It's no way you can do it to try to harmonize what is said. And we know that's not true. We know that every one of these accounts is, is accurate. And there is certainly instruction for us as we as we consider any one of the accounts and also as we try to put together 
what is said here with, with things that are said elsewhere. One of the things we do see is that well, that the disciples also were, were, not, uh, were not believing when they were hearing the news about those who had seen, who had seen Christ. And we're told that the report seemed to the disciples as idle tales. Uh, and they didn't believe it. It says it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James. This is Luke 24, verse 10. And other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. But the others didn't believe either. And now we read that he appeared to, to two. There were two that Jesus appeared to who went and told the disciples and they didn't believe them. We read of that in Mark chapter 16. We read of that as well. And it says, Mark chapter 16 makes a reference to Mary Magdalene and how she went and told the disciples while they mourned and wept. And verse 11 says, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. And then it says, after that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. They went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. So they hear from more. And they still don't believe. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Now that's important to take note of. He's talking to believers and he upbraids them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So that was the case with the that was the case with the disciples when Jesus appeared to them. He he speaks to them about that. That in the providence of God word was brought to them about the resurrection. And we have to remember again that it was not only that these women said this but also that Jesus himself had spoken of that. And you think of like the message of the angels, you know, when the, when the uh, women get to the tomb and the angel speaks to them and says, makes a reference also not only to the fact that Jesus is risen and to the fact that they would see him, but also made a reference to what Jesus had said. So that what they were reporting 
was in harmony with what Jesus himself had said and repeatedly had said to them. And then they they hear the reports and they they don't they don't believe. We read of him appearing to Peter. 1 Corinthians 15 speaks of that. There's also references when studying this. There's also references in 1 Corinthians 15, which is a long chapter on the subject of the resurrection. And in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 5, there's a reference to the appearance to Peter or Cephas. And to the disciples without, without Thomas. And with regard to that meeting, which is referred to in John 20, which we read, uh, he appeared as they sat at meat, uh, and the door was shut for fear of the Jews. So at this time period, there was fear, which goes with, you know, Jesus keeps saying peace unto you. He says it more than once. But on the one hand, they had this fear. They had this fear of the Jews. The Jews that had just recently crucified Christ. What were they going to do to his disciples? Uh, they had already crucified Christ. Now, what about those that were following him? What are they going to do with them? That kind of a horrible death, the death by crucifixion. And we read of the disciples. They're, they're behind closed doors, and they, those doors are locked. so at this time they're afraid and then Jesus comes and stands in their midst so here they are in a room and the doors are locked and all of a sudden they see him because you have to think of being in such a situation you're in a room and the doors are locked and all of a sudden he's there and you see it. And Jesus says to them, Peace. Peace be unto you. And then he showed them, we read, he showed them his hands and his feet. And it says that the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So they realized, they realized this was the Lord. And he showed them. He showed them his hands. He showed them his feet. And then those words, the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Who would be glad to see the Lord? Just stopping at that statement for a moment, the fact that it says the disciples were glad to see the Lord. Many people wanted him, they wanted him dead. 
the disciples were glad to see him. They did love him. They did, by the grace of God, believe. When they saw him, they were glad. And then Jesus, we read of Jesus saying, As my Father hath sent me, so send I you. And breathing on them. And now, here in here in this passage, now we speaks, it speaks of Jesus appearing to them a second time. Thomas was not there the Thomas was not there the first time. And one may wonder why. There's speculation about that. Why why wasn't he there? There's another, you know, there's a number of questions that come up with regard to the narrative, and unless that there's a specific answer given, one starts to speculate as to, you know, why it was that he wasn't there. If, uh, but one thing that's evident is in the providence of God, he wasn't there. That that took place in the providence of God. And it was God's plan that what we read of here is going to happen. He's not going to believe, even now when the disciples are telling him that they saw him. Because he appeared to the other disciples and uh, he said, the other disciples said unto him, we've seen the Lord. So they told him. And he said, he said he wouldn't believe. Now, with regard to this, he said he wouldn't believe unless he saw in his, he said, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails. He wanted to see it. And put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. So he comes right out and says that. I will not believe. Now, Thomas, what do we know about Thomas? Well, Thomas was called Didymus. We're told that that word means twin. And it's referred to more than once that Thomas was called twin. And we also have other statements that Thomas made, not just this one. And when in John chapter 14, when Jesus spoke about how he was going to prepare a place, I go to prepare a place for you. And then Jesus spoke about that where he was going, they knew. And the way they knew, that that's what Jesus said to them. Whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. 
And Thomas heard that and said, Lord, we, we don't know. We know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? And that's when Jesus said, I am the way, and so on. So that was one thing that Jesus, or rather that, that Thomas said. And then also, earlier in John chapter 11, when we read about the raising of Lazarus from the dead, that the disciples were afraid there was some fear there because it was the case that the Jews, when they were going back where they were at that time, was they were, uh, they were a ways away from Jerusalem and they were going to, to come back to where Lazarus was, which was considerably closer to Jerusalem. Well, that was, it was the case that the, the Jews had sought to kill Jesus. And the disciples said, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? So they're conscious of the fact that the Jews, you know, were seeking to stone him. And you're going to go thither again? And... When it becomes, you know, Jesus is going to go and the disciples are going to, they're aware of the fact that Jesus is going to go. And he says, uh, Thomas at that point says, let us also go that we may die with him. And that's what he said. He did love his Lord. He was a believer. But at that point, you know, he's in, they're trying to, they're wanting to kill him. He says, well, let's go and that we may die with, that we may die with him. So Thomas made a statement like that too. And here, here we read of him saying, that, you know, he hears that the disciples were there and he, they saw him and he spoke with them. And I guess it's, I think it would be good also when we look at that and consider ourselves in that situation. Something like this happens and you're not there. That you weren't there to... You weren't there to hear it. You weren't there when, you know, when this took place. That it was the case that uh, here Jesus had come, here Jesus had spoken to the, here Jesus had spoken to the disciples, he had appeared to them, and he had said the things that he had said. Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And he says, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And he hears that. He wasn't there. 
So he finds out about what happened when he wasn't there. And that was in the providence of God. In God's providence, he wasn't there. And when he hears, when he's told the news, then we start to see the problem with regard to Thomas. That Thomas says that he wants to see himself with his eyes and put his hands in the print of the nail holes and so on. And if he doesn't, he won't believe. And then Christ appears to him. Some eight days later, it says in verse 26. Now that eight days is thought to include, to mean a, a week later. Uh, we'd be inclined to say seven days later, when it was a week later, but it depends on how you're counting the days. And the thought is that this was a, this was a, a week later that Jesus appears to him. So some time has gone by since the time that he had appeared to the other disciples, and now he appears. And again, the, the doors are shut. He stands in their midst, and again he says, Peace be unto you. And then what he says to Thomas directly corresponds to what Thomas had said. That Thomas had said, except I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails. And Jesus says, Thomas, or he saith he to Thomas, he says to Thomas, instead of addressing him by name, he says, he says he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hand. Exactly corresponding to what he had said. And then we read also that Thomas had said, unless he thrust his hand into his side. And Jesus said, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. Exactly corresponded. You see how it corresponds to what Thomas had said. And then the last part of what he had said, I will not believe. And Jesus says, be not faithless, but believing. And then we read of Thomas making the confession that he does. Now, Jesus' appearance here, and the way that this appearance, what took place here, brought out and made it very evident, on the one hand, that it was, just like we had this morning, a real bodily resurrection. And we see that stressed in the different narratives, like when Jesus says, a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And we read of the women that were, that were holding his feet so that it was important that it be brought out to them that this really was a bodily resurrection. 
Because we read that, they, you know, a time when he appeared and they thought they had seen a spirit. And they needed to understand that it was a bodily resurrection. Also, they needed to understand that this was different than like the resurrection of Lazarus. Lazarus didn't, this, this was very different than all of a sudden they can be in a room with their doors locked and all of a sudden Jesus appears. Or like the report of those on the road to Emmaus that, that he was gone, he vanished from their, from their sight. There were various times that they, would, that they saw him. And other times not. During that period between the resurrection and the ascension some 40 days later. But in addition to that, the fact that it was a real bodily resurrection and how it was different than, let's say, the resurrection of Lazarus, in addition to that, Jesus also showed that he knew what Thomas had said. So for Thomas, it was not only seeing the risen Lord, but also hearing him say things that directly, directly corresponded to what he had said. And hearing Jesus say to him, be not faithless, but believing. Be not faithless. The importance of the believing, the report that had been told to him by the disciples, the report that had been said by the women, the importance of them believing what Jesus himself had said. How important it was that they think about what Jesus had taught them. Indeed, there were things that Jesus taught them that later they'd come to understand or later they would remember. And the Spirit brings to our remembrance the things that Christ has taught us. That they were to remember what Jesus had said to them. And Jesus himself pointed out that it was important that they believe what the Old Testament said. And we can apply it now to all of the scriptures Believing what the scriptures say. That when Jesus said, spoke to people being slow and hard to believe all that God has said. That as we think of those words, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. All of the scriptures. And then he guided them to understand the scriptures. He guided them to understand what the scriptures said about the sufferings of Christ. For that was, of course, a big problem. That, that, was the, that issue, the fact that they needed not only to understand that he had been raised and that how his resurrection was different, but they also needed to understand why did he die that way? Why did that happen? And Jesus, of course, had told them it was going to happen. But in addition to the fact that Jesus had said it was going to happen, why? And as Jesus guided them to understand the scriptures, and then they were going to have, they were going to be called to go out and to tell other people 
about Christ's death, his suffering, and his death, and his resurrection. Believing what the scriptures have said. And then we can apply that to ourselves. That we read about these appearances, these infallible proofs of the resurrection. And if the question is asked, do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Scripture says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you believe that? Do you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? And we make the confession and say, yes, Lord, I believe. That it really is the case that God raised him from the dead. He is, he is Lord. Yet we also recognize that we don't have perfect faith. And when we find ourselves, when we see in ourselves that we're, we're afraid, or we are worried, or we're getting down, We get down and discouraged. Now God says to us, rejoice, as we considered this morning. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. He says, fear not. Be anxious for nothing. And he speaks to us about his promises. He assures us. All things work together for good. You know, it assures us the Lord's Supper form spoke about how we're not to doubt that we shall as certainly be fed and refreshed in our souls. We're not to doubt that. That Christ who died for us will certainly feed and refresh our souls. We confess in Belgic Confession, Article 5, that we believe without any doubt all the things contained in the Scriptures. Without any doubt. And when the script, you know, we start at the very beginning, when people get right at the start of the Bible, and then they find that it speaks about creation in six days, and they, well, that can't, that can't be the case. And we say, we believe it without any doubt. It's exactly the way that God says. Concerning creation in six real days, concerning the fall of man into sin, exactly as God says, concerning the depravity of man, we believe what God tells us. And we're not to doubt. And we believe, by the grace of God, the truth concerning the resurrection. But we're to remember all the things that God has said to us. That when he tells us, I will avert evil. Or I will turn it to your profit. We're to believe that. 
even though it may seem like Jacob said, all these things are against me. It may seem when we look at the, from the, what we see as far as our circumstances, it may appear different. You know, Thomas makes a reference. He wants to see something with regard to his senses, his sight and his, and his touch. He wants to see, he wants to feel. Lest he sees, lest he feels. Well, sometimes it can appear. We look at the way things appear to us. And like for Jacob, in that one time he thought, it seems like everything's against me. But we're to remember what God says. What has God said? He has told us, he has assured us that he'll avert evil or turn it to our profit. He assures us that all things work together for good. Believe that. Believe what God says. And we look to God for that grace. That we do say, you know, we look to God and we pray that God would grant us that grace to grow that he would strengthen us. And we see in this case, in this history, we see how God, what God did in the life of Thomas. You know, that in and of itself is, is quite comforting. You see, a, a, believing, a believer, a saint, didn't have perfect faith that made the comment that, Tom, that Thomas did. And the good shepherd comes to him. The good shepherd comes to him. And talks to him about what he has said. And he tells him, be not faithless, but believing. And by the grace of God, Thomas believes. When we think of the, it directs us to the words, the word of Christ. When Christ speaks and the work of the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ is the one that works in us faith. Christ says, be not faithless, but believing. Christ says that and he believes. And Thomas says, my Lord and my God. And that's quite something, too. Not only did he confess that it really was the case that it was a bodily resurrection, but he confesses that Jesus is Lord. Jesus has just shown him that he knows what Thomas has said. He confesses here that Jesus is Lord. He confesses here that Jesus is God. And he confesses that he's his God. He's, he's his Lord. He says he's my Lord and my God. How could he see that? 
that he's God. He sees a man. He sees one that appears that they're in the room. The door, and all of a sudden he's there, they, and they can see that it's a real bodily resurrection. How does he know that Jesus is God? Well, that's what God said. And he, by the grace of God, believes that. God worked in him faith to believe what one can know from the word of God that Jesus is God. And he confesses that. And by the grace of God, by the grace of God, so do we. And when we don't, and when we're not believing, we do believe. But when we also, who don't have perfect faith, when we're corrected, our Father chastens us, our Lord does in, in, in love. And we grow to see our own weakness. And then we in humility are to bear witness to others. You know, the disciples were now going to go forth and to preach to others about Jesus being raised from the dead. And they may encounter those that are slow, slow to believe that that they hear the testimony that these men say they saw him that they say that they saw him after he had died and that he showed him their hands his hands and his feet really and if they encounter anybody that's slow to, to believe that, they would remember that they themselves, when they heard the news, and when the news had been brought to them, and even after Jesus had told them what was going to happen, that they hadn't believed. And now they're going to go, and they're to go with humility and bring to others the good news that he really is raised from the dead. Talk about their own eyewitness account that they have seen and heard him. They were also to show from the scriptures as Jesus had guided them. They were to show this is what Jesus himself had said. This is what the Old Testament said. And they were to go to people and show them from the scriptures what God had said. Knowing that God is the one who works faith. That there would be opposition. It would be the case wherever they went that there would be those that would reject the word. And that would want them to. Just as they had hated Christ, so they would persecute those that were preaching Christ. And Christ had said that too. 
He had told them that. But Jesus assured them, Lo, I am with you always. And see, and the importance of believing that, as Jesus said to them, to them and says to us, Lo, I am with you always. I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. And that God accomplishes his purpose and he will gather his church and he will work faith as he has said in his word. And we're to go forward and faithfully bear witness to that truth as God has called us to do. And to remember, to remember the truth that has been revealed unto us and in 1 Peter 1, verse 8 says, Whom having not seen, ye love. Whom having not seen, ye love. You think how that goes with Jesus saying to Thomas, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet, have believed. And then we read in 1 Peter 1 verse 8, Whom having not seen, ye love. Written by one of them that was there. Written by Peter. Who had been there when Jesus had appeared. And now he speaks as he writes this by the inspiration of the Spirit and speaks to the saints and says about Christ, whom having not seen, though you have not seen him, yet ye do love him. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. What a comfort we have in Christ Jesus. And may God grant us the grace to bear witness to others, even as Jesus told his disciples to go forth, may we as churches be guided by him in the work of missions, both in our own country and in other lands. And may we also faithfully bear witness to the truth of what we, by the grace of God, do believe. And may we rejoice with great joy and praise the name of our God and our Father, the name of our Lord and Savior, and in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, our God and our Father, we give thanks to thee, O Lord, for our salvation. We are thankful for the gift of faith, and we confess that thou art the one that doth work in us faith, and we give thee thanks for that. Lord, grant us the grace to grow in grace. Strengthen us by thy Spirit. Grant us courage 
May we not doubt, may we not worry and fear, but may we go forth in this week, O Lord, trusting in Thee. Lord, grant that grace to us, we pray, and forgive, O Lord, our many sins, and bless all Thy church for Christ's sake. Amen.